the happy corner. Hey everybody, welcome to the Happy Corner Podcast. It's your girl KB Marion and Amy Blaze. And we have a great guest with us right now. Give it up for Paul Barber. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hope everyone who listens to this at home is clapping right now. Okay. (laughs) We got some thoughts in the audience. Yeah, we got thoughts in the audience. We got usual thoughts yeah, yeah. yeah the usual thoughts we got Cam our uh, regular Cameron. Cam Cameron Little we got Rashad hi Mr. Giggles Clark yep and then we, we got, got we got Crockman we got Crockman over there past guest yes Alex Crockman sitting over there like an Irish gentleman mm-hmm. needing mm-hmm. to mercy all these people are sticking around because on Sunday we have an open mic at Lock, in Lockport at Port Noir. Woo! And it's a very early mic that everyone should go to. Because they can go to other mics or they can go home and watch football by fucking 6 o'clock. It's done. So, do the thing. That's my plug. Do All right. Thing. So, uh, you chose um, your first segment is going to be... Oh, uh, it's uh, where were your friends? friends? Yeah, yeah. Where were your friends? So this segment is when, you know, your friends should have talked you out of doing something, but you said you have a little a spin on it. Yeah. So I'm usually not the friend who fucks up and needs people to tell them what not to do. At least that's that's the way I see my friend group. I'm usually the one who's sober. I'm not big into alcohol. I don't Mm. usually get drunk. So I'm usually the one that's like, hey, uh, you know. Don't do that stupid ass shit that's going to ruin your life. Okay, so what's something that you've stopped a friend from doing? Well, I didn't stop him, but I definitely told him. Pause. This dude showed up with like three six packs talking about like. (laughs) That's for you guys. That's for you guys. He was just being a good guest. I thought you guys would drink some of my alcohol. And we are. I am. I am. It's delicious. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it. Yeah. Okay, so go on. You, uh, sorry, I really interrupted. No, that's fine. No, the one I got off the top of my head, I definitely told Rashad to get an abortion. But <laughs> wow. Oh, he, he didn't listen to me. Damn. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. In the throat. Oh, oh, oh my God. I don't want to say I told you so. Yeah. Right before the show. I had riddles. I had riddles. He came to me with all the way away. I was like trying to figure out the sound system at riddles. For the first time ever touching it, like I had to do this for a show, and Rashad's just like, hey man, what do you think about this situation? I was like, yeah, abort it. And I, th- I thought about it, you know. For a split second. Yeah. Oh a millisecond, you thought about it. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot to the context there, too. We're in a comedy club on, like, a weekday or some shit. And he's, like, asking me if he should keep this kid with a cougar. And I'm like, yeah, no, get rid of that. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't my decision. Right, right. It wasn't his choice. What do you think? But he was just telling you to push for it. Right. Yeah. Um, he, he, like, he wasn't like uh, what's it uh, Jonah Hill when he's like I'm just going to say it to be fair to Rashad I believe he did go through with my with my vote I believe he did vote against it I just think he got vetoed and he does not regret overruled. that decision <laughs> Well, now he doesn't, but like... <laughs> Wait, what does regret mean? <laughs> regret? What yeah. does regret mean? I just, I'm just looking forward to the day like where I meet Rashad's kid, and I just want to tell him I voted against you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. against you before you were even born. <laughs> Prove me wrong. He's like, dude, you're Your mom's like, a cool like a doctor or something. It's, it's kind of weird right. being the conservative voice. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Kabooms. He said, he goes, the first one that comes to mind, he goes, it didn't stop him, but I told him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Damn. You an assassin, bro. Damn. Like, that is. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. It will be. <laughs> Please keep listening to the happy one. <laughs> it's happy, I swear. It'll be happy wait, wait, at some wait. point. <laughs> 
do you have any lighter ex- do you have any other examples of this like, I stopped my friend from drinking and driving and saved his life like no I told my boy to fucking <laughs> I never had friends who would stop me from that shit if anything I had a friend who was just like if you're gonna drink and drive take some of this cocaine <laughs> To that help is very you get home. sound advice. Very <laughs> sound advice. I made it home because of that cocaine. Every five minutes, it's just like I need another five minutes just to get home, oh. and it worked. <laughs> Feel my vision <laughs> doubling, just fucking. Yeah. He he uh, scooped it like it was cereal, like it was just a big <laughs> ass, like, just a big ass mouth. I just want to know how you took key bumps with your keys in the ignition. <laughs> yeah. uh, you gotta have a different set of keys. I believe it was I believe it was a Franz Ferdinand CD cup case case that we were this off of. Yeah. See what digital music has done now. Yeah. Like, yeah. where are we gonna do coke off while I, we're driving? iPod. We, just just it off your smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Just no razor blade, There's right? There's going to be people licking their cell phones. That That's disgusting. No. Because if you have a phone, yeah, if you have a case on your phone, then it's going to get stuck in the little crevices on the side. So people are just going to be licking their phones. And there's poop on their phones. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. I got to give really Paul credit because he has taken us down to two holes. I just want to disclaim right here for any family that listens to this in the future potentially. I do not like cocaine. I used it purely to get home that night. <laughs> like you get up and need your coffee in the morning. I was not going to make it home safely without the cocaine. Thank goodness for that cocaine. Right. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Health remedies. Let's move into a different. I hope your family <laughs> listens. I hope your family uh, listens. So to you chose so much. two. Was the last one? Go ahead and choose another number. Uh, let's go with six. Am I doing the same ones? I'm doing the same ones as Crockman. What was six? Well, there's only eight, like eight numbers. That's cool. I switched the order. Though. She switched it. Uh, what makes you happy? Um. So I think to describe my happy, like my best day, is like waking up, not having anything on the schedule, and just mm-hmm. snorting coke. No, just I, snorting I really coke. don't like coke. But like yeah. waking up and not having any chores or any obligations to go to, and just being able to do whatever I feel like when I feel like that's that's probably the happiest I get. That mm-hmm. and like sitting in sitting at the lake fishing or like sitting in the woods hunting. It's usually pretty pretty mm-hmm. serene. Paul, I'm gonna need you to take a drink. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Because Rashad, what Rashad's word for you was hunting. Yeah, that's a good call. That was actually one of our words for him too. Oh. Does that mean I have to do three drinks? Just yeah, one you, have to, you have to take another drink with me. All right. I'll take this vodka. I'll drink this beer. So I don't get to know my words, but I don't get to know yours either. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping to. Who picks your guys' words? This might help me figure this out. Don't even worry about it. Okay. The audience is worse than we are, generally. They pick some real fucked up words for us. Gotcha. Like, duh. Yeah. (laughs) I heard about that. Happy corner. Amy, I'm going to need you. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. When Tim leans forward and, like... Pushes the button. Yeah, the way he did hey. it, and the little smile on his hey, face. KB, like, hey, I'm gonna need you to yeah. drink because you said teacher. I, I always a, do fuck up on that one. I told a buddy of mine that I was gonna be on a podcast, and he goes, "Yeah, just remember whatever you say is permanent. Like once it goes on the internet, I think I've done a pretty bad job mentioning cocaine. It's just so <laughs> yeah. abortion. So yeah. okay. I don't. I mean, I don't mind. I'm cool with people knowing I'm pro-abortion. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that too. Abortion's not illegal yet. Right. Not yet. Right. Give it time. Anymore, not yet. So, is that the only thing that makes you happy? It seems like you're a nature guy. Yeah. I uh, I enjoy my alone time. I yeah. like to like to just chill and be alone for a little bit. It's nice, it's peaceful. I feel a little relaxed. Yeah. I feel like all comedians are like that. Yeah. Everybody, like, do you get that day where you're like, I ain't gonna be around nobody, I ain't fucking with nobody, it's just me chilling by myself. Like I said, I'm not, like, a big drinker. Like, I don't like going to parties and stuff. I don't really like the music they play. I don't like talking to basic people I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that. So, like, that's stressful to me. Like, what other people see is, like, a good weekend going out and 
fucking getting drunk and all that. It's stressful for me because like I'm usually more sober than everybody else, mm-hmm. and so I'm more aware of the consequences when people do stupid shit. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Last party I had to go. Well, last party I went to. I had um, to go to. I had to go to. I didn't have to go. I wanted to go. There's a possibility of getting laid, you know, like. And, uh, and uh, I ended up having to be like. getting laid. Cocaine check. I ended up turning like the superintendent of this party before it even started. Like they're setting this party up. I'm like, no, you're doing it wrong. Like they had like jungle juice and jugs on their fucking nice, like brand new granite countertop. I'm like, you got to put something underneath that. And like after the party, they're all at me. Just like, you were such a genius. Like, because oh everything else was stained red with the exception of their perfect, pristine You're just like the cool countertop. uncle that like supervises the party. Yeah. I just don't get drunk. So like whenever else is drunk, I'm just pretty sober and keeping an eye on things yeah. and i feel i feel like that's kind of an egotistical place to be but it always happens you know hmm. okay i don't know i, I, I kind of do that for my friends yeah at wedding yesterday yeah Dude, i was always had, the guy to talk to the cops poor cameron has had so many fucking weddings that he's like been oh, in man that sucks one more wedding in november and then i'm done for the year yeah, are you in it no thank oh, you good. done for the year like in a very literal sense like no one else is you got going. another couple in January. <laughs> I am over. I love. I love my friends and my family, but I fucking cannot stand weddings because now that I'm sober, I'm around the drunkest people, like yeah. fighting couples, drunk old people, angry people disagreeing yeah, with their family, that. and I'm just sitting there like, oh, the cake was good. <laughs> oh, is this Miley Cyrus? I'm so excited to be around 58 strangers. I went to a wedding a couple weeks ago, and like, if I could have just been there for like the party beforehand and the party after and maybe a little bit of the reception that would have been good but like the rest of it's just like that this isn't for me you know like if you're a friend of the of the couple like it's Mm -hmm. just not for you that whole actual wedding and the reception and all that yeah no it's not even for the people getting married it's for their parents no mine was for me strictly me (laughs) strictly me what'd you have for music on your wedding I imagine you had some good stuff on there I had some great stuff there was people on the dance floor in my wedding the whole fucking reception all of it uh our dj was gabe g-spot and he's a really 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 good wedding dj he like he does songs like he paces you so you're not doing like all these high energy songs all at once he's very like systematic about how he does shit that's pretty cool but we play i mean we had like a specific genre that he was to play during the cocktail hour which was like i'm i think we did like instrumental like alternative rock songs but you couldn't really tell you know that they were like rock songs uh we did like oldies during dinner and then we fucking partied I danced that whole fucking night. Weddings are my jam. I love weddings. I mean, they're expensive. Receptions are fun. Okay, weddings. Yeah, weddings. That that part's for the parents. It's the receptions. Nobody gives a fuck about the wedding. Yeah. Like, I'm always about the reception. Yeah. And for Dear God, like, please let me know if it's an open bar or not an open (laughs) bar. I don't want to go if it's not an open bar. You know, like... I don't care if it's, you know, having an open bar is expensive. I have a family friend who was telling me when he got married, this is back in like the 80s, he's an older dude. When he got married, he got married in his wife's hometown down southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the reception, no one was drinking. And he's from Chicago and he's Mm -hmm. just like, why don't you guys get a beer? And they're like, oh, you know, and he's like, you know, it's an open bar. And all, none of these hillbillies have ever heard of an open bar before. Mm -hmm. Like they thought he was fucking with them. Mm -hmm. Like they were just like, you mean... If we go, if we go order a beer, you're paying for it. He goes, yeah, man, that's how it works. And like the rest of the night, I guess um, the bartender told him afterwards that it was the the largest bar tab they've had for a wedding in that venue. Wow. And it wasn't that much. It was like 500 bucks or something like that. And he's just wow. like, yeah, thank God it was Southern Illinois, not Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> it's no a hell shit. cheaper. Yeah, we uh, we had an open bar, and it was. Uh Listen, weddings are expensive, and having an open bar is expensive. But all your guests coming to the wedding, that's expensive for them to go to a wedding. Oh, yeah. Unless you're an asshole and you don't give a gift. Yeah. Or, like, you don't give money or whatever. you don't give cash. Um, 
but like that it's, it's still expensive. If they that don't have something to wear, they have to, you know, they have to find a babysitter. They have to do this. They have to do that. Fucking give you money. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. probably, if they're close to you, they've been giving you money for your wedding or gifts or whatever because you have like 19 parties leading up to it. Yeah. For a wedding, that's something people will come from a long ways away to, like, yeah. even if they don't hardly know you. Well, like, I married a man from Texas, so all of his side was, well, most of his side had to come from out of town. Did it's you expensive hear, for them. Did you hear about the lady who got stood up uh, at her wedding and people had flown in and everything to Ohio and her family did, was, like, from far? Be some lawsuits no. on that. The dude is, like, missing. Like, they don't even know where he's well, at. Like, he, he went yeah. off the grid. He better he, be dead. Or she's gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. That sucks. There was a woman who got married and people who like RSVP'd that didn't show up. She sent him a bill. Did like, she really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine for like how much effort and money it goes into throwing a wedding. I can't imagine that not going off without a hitch. Like I was really impressed seeing my friends get married a couple weeks ago with like just everything they set up. Like it was just it was all done so perfectly. Like it's a lot of logistics and if you don't show up to that and you're supposed to, like that's a fucking dick move. I did a lot of shit for my wedding myself. So I was like really proud of the end result. It yeah. looked I I think I had a really nice looking wedding. Yeah, it was great. Uh but yeah, it was a lot of fucking work. I don't regret any of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat, and uh, I would do it all. Like, it wasn't stressful to me. I had a good fucking time doing it. So, like, all these people telling me it's going to be, like, the worst time of my life, I'm like, nah, it's pretty cool. Nah, bitch. Because, probably because, like, I was in control of it. Yeah. You know? Like, I wasn't making really anybody else do anything. I had a fucking matron of honor who, like, took over shit she wasn't supposed to, but (laughs) whatever. Sometimes you live through people. Yeah. Wow, I just man, sipped, yeah, sipped on we, some tea, uh, sure. we just. <laughs> this is not very happy or or oh funny. Yeah, I got, I got, but I just like got angry. Like, I was like fuck her. Sorry. All well, right. I'm sorry. I'll be happier. Keep asking me beer. He doesn't drink. I don't drink very much. These are non-alcoholic. For being a person that doesn't drink, um, I don't. I can drink quite a bit. You don't drink, but you know how to open. Your beer with a lighter. I have I drink a lot this. of beer. I just don't. I'm not big into alcohol. All right, choose. It's choose your another, lighter. I'm sorry if it choose, gets chewed up a little bit. Choose another number. Why you? Uh, let's go with one. Number one. Oh, favorite theme song or jingle? Oh yeah. Ah man. Um. My favorite theme song. I'll look this up on YouTube occasionally. If anyone is familiar with Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Cowboy Bebop's theme song is amazing. Like, I'm not usually big into jazz, but, like, I'll look that up on YouTube occasionally. Amy, you going to play it? Yeah, I'm going to play yeah. it. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I think, like, Cowboy Bebop is one of those shows where um, there was no compromise anywhere on, like, the art of it. Like, the uh, the art style itself was perfect for, like, the subject matter. And, like, the theme song is so perfect for it. Like, everything just fits together so well. And I think that so much of our media is just kind of half-assed in some sort you know like with the animation being cheap or something yeah. like that yeah cowboy bebop is super solid yeah my uh roommate's boyfriend would come and visit and he fucking loved it that's not it no that's not it no. <laughs> that's an ad i don't know what the cowboy bebop one is is this it yep oh yeah that's the cowboy bebop one Ooh. This is alright. Cowboy Bebop soundtrack is fucking tight. It's good. This is one of my favorite anime. I like it. I don't know if it's the right word, but like curation, like curating your 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 art. It's a big deal. It really makes a difference. Two, one, let's go. <laughs> this is awesome. This is oh, yeah. a dope. Yeah. This is what's going right here. This is great. And it's weird too, because like if, if you don't know what the show is, it's an anime. Oh like, yeah. Like this, if, if you on paper this doesn't match, you know. Yeah. It's not K-pop I, or I whatever. I find that play. I find that a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, like ju- just based off the song, I think I would watch oh, yeah. it, not yeah. even knowing what it. That's a great. It's the that's same a great with, pick. Uh, Samurai Shampoo. Hell it's yeah. All hip hop, yeah. like '90s hip hop soundtrack, mm-hmm. and it's about two samurais in like. 
feudal Japan, Japan like getting hired by this young girl to find the samurai who smells of sunflowers. And who was it like Reza and Jizza and Yeah. It's, it's, it's like fucking Wu Tang and yeah. just fucking like yeah. Rayquan and shit. It's fucking yeah. such a good soundtrack, but it does not fit what this show is about at all. Speaking of Wu Tang, I was at a pet store the other day. And uh, <laughs> is that another one of my drinks? Is that another one of my drinks? No. Uh, no, uh, my brother was looking at this fish tank and it had a bunch of blue tanks in it. My brother just points at him and goes, Blue Tang Clan. <laughs> Stop laughing, man. I looked it up on Google immediately. Yeah, there's fucking shirts and everything. Like, that's that idea's been had, but oh, I want to get a Blue Tang Clan that's clever. t shirt. I was cracking up. That's really, that's really clever. I got Sea Wu Tang last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm Damn, you got street cred. Yeah, I went out of my way to see it. It was fucking great. It was Detroit Movement, the music festival up in Detroit. It was really solid. Wow, you went to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exotic Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a vacation. It was pretty sweet. How was Detroit? It's all right. My uh, my cousin, well, I have, I have family up there. My aunt and uncle live in Plymouth, and then my cousin lives in Ferndale. Ferndale's pretty close to to actual Detroit so we went and hung out with him got to see some cool stuff met a really cool artist she does uh it's called Palm Treat she does a bunch of uh really cool graphic design she has a lot of Simpsons inspired stuff it's really good Hmm. yeah like creepy weird Simpsons I got this card I sent to a friend who's into the Simpsons and it says you know that card that Lisa gives Ralph I I choo choo choose Ralph gives her yeah Yeah. I choo choo choose you and it said I fucking hate you bitch like (laughs) hope you die (laughs) it's the same card I was laughing so hard I sent that to my buddy I haven't heard back from him like I think he thinks I hate him now or something like I tried calling him and shit that might have ruined the relationship but that card was worth it yeah and on the inside Paul wrote I hope your girlfriend gets an abortion. (laughs) (laughs) I think on the inside I just put like X's and O's and shit. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) (laughs) It said, I hope you fucking get hit by a train or something like that in the front. (laughs) A pound of cocaine. Hell yeah. Yeah, and a CD to snort it off of. (laughs) God damn, that's going to haunt me now. I don't even like cocaine. I hate cocaine. I don't. I just don't like it. I've never done it. I never did it. You should continue to not do it. Because I'm not. I've like been told. A wise man once people. told me, don't do it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Who said it is? Who just said that? That was Rashad. The, kid, the guy with the kid. That's what you said. <laughs> One of the reasons I voted against it. Damn, Paul just up. put you all the way out there. Yeah, he decided to come yeah, out your here face. for this. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I haven't did it in like. Since Was he some... looking like a geisha? Yeah, so that vitiligo or whatever going on. Yeah. Oh god. Nah, it's been since like June. <laughs> okay, Rashad, shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my god. What did you even. Alright, alright. What was the original question theme song? Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I get theme songs stuck in my head all the time. Do you? Yeah. I like Bojack Horseman's theme song. That's some good stuff. Anyone's watched Bojack. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Simpsons. I I was a big Simpsons fan when I was a little kid. Me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were too. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, it's like its own little language when you run into somebody who drops Simpsons quotes. Yeah. Oh man. That's great. Do, do you watch on. the recent episodes of the new the ones? Stuff? Yeah. No, I haven't had cable in like ten years, so um, I basically get things either late or just whatever's available on Netflix and stuff like that. But uh, I haven't really watched any new Simpsons. I think the newest episode I watched on Simpsons was probably like five years ago. And even mm-hmm. that, I mean, is ten years. I don't. Over. I don't watch the new shit. Yeah. I want to I mean, keep. I want to keep my memory of like the old Good Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching it and be like, "This isn't that bad," like compared to other stuff. But at the same time, it's not legendary Simpsons. So I kind of wish it would just kind of die. Be done. You know, be done. Take, a, been take the, a graceful way out. This I heard that was one of the on the end credits of South Park, like. Please cancel The Simpsons or some shit like that. I know, Timmy, you've yeah. been keeping up with the latest episodes. Yeah, South Park has been on their own campaign of hashtag cancel South Park <laughs> yeah. this whole season. And then at the end of their most recent episode, they kind of they took a dab at The Simpsons. And he essentially had a character that was like, oh, this character is so shitty. Where can we send him where shitty characters live? And then they're like, 
send them to Springfield and then it hashtag cancel the Simpsons That's uh, cancel South Park. I feel so bad when that kind of stuff happens because I like making stuff. I like drawing. I like telling jokes. I like all that stuff. But like, um, if I ever got to the point where someone else had more control over what I did artistically mm-hmm. than I did, I'd feel, uh, feel pretty shitty. I feel bad for anyone who has to keep their show going, like Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like, they obviously want to cancel their show and move on, but they just can't. I can't imagine that Comedy Central will let them do that. You I know. mean, if you control it, they have control. I don't over. know how much control they have. They might not have the ability to cancel the show, which means that if they stop doing it, some they'll just get someone else to do it. Oh. You know? Yeah, That's that what I'm saying. Suck. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a shitty feeling, because, like, when you make something that's special for you, like, that's your mm-hmm. thing, that's your expression, and, like, to have the idea that someone else might take that over and misrepresent you, misrepresent your idea. Like that's that's Boondocks. That's what happened with Boondocks. Yeah, the last yeah, season of Boondocks. Yeah. They did that to Aaron McGruder, who, like, is just a, an amazing writer, just dope-ass writer. Somebody, like, that, like, just let them be free. Let them do their shit. And know that it's going to come back. You know what I'm saying? But them having, like, animation issues and all that shit. I'm with a big group like that. A big production company like that. Why am I having this issue? When fucking... You know, there are cartoon shits where they're making that shit in a week. Yeah. A week and a half. The, the, the time of creation... And I get it. They're going to Korea. But, dude, come on, man. Like... There's got to be some effort to really... Like, Aaron McGruder talked about how the fact that, like, they didn't even start selling merchandise until almost, he said, a year and a half after the first season. I would uh, I would say, too, like, capitalism is just not good for art in general. Like, uh, the idea, like, how long is this going to take and how, how much can you put out at once and all that, like, I don't know. I just, I think that some art needs more time and i would see boondocks as being one of the one of those things that just needs more time because like uh i mean it's just it's it's so powerful like what they do on boondocks like what they uh it's like the Chappelle show like you can't just pump out but the Chappelle show mindlessly but it, it his whole thing was that you're not helping me with the production aspect of oh it. i got you they put too much on him yeah, yeah. so it was like uh thing where he was like kind of saying Sony you guys are fucking huge yeah your main studios are in Japan yeah what's what's going on here that's another thing too it's like if you're if you're the artist putting something together like you're probably not too good at the producing thing necessarily yeah there's some great comics and they are terrible producers oh yeah and there are some great producers not great comics it's true yeah true true that's fact. very true there's some really really great producers who are not why is everybody com- looking at Rashad? because that's who i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just fucking Rashad's a good producer Rashad is Rashad's on the right now he knows yeah. how to talk to bar owners Rashad's also a really good comic yeah he is he is he also he uh, won last night? He won, came in what? Third. Third? Third. He won third. Which was a good prize. He got like a $50 gift card to Flesh Gear. I'm gonna get my tongue pierced. What? <laughs> <laughs> how, how no, I need you? you to, no. I'm sorry to do this, Paul. And we'll add a couple minutes to your episode, but I need you to scoot on over to the mic. Uh, Rashad, you move your ass on over to the mic. Thing you said. I need you to scoot on over to the mic. I'm sorry, but I need to know right now. Do you guys have any idea how self-conscious Rashad was of his episode? What? <laughs> He's like, don't even listen to it. It's not any good. He's like, it, it must be boring. Like, I it guess he just like, can't remember it. It was like one of our funniest. Yeah. Episodes. He got so high that he thought it was like super boring was and no one so wanted to listen good. to it. Oh, Rashad, you're wrong. All right. Yeah, first off, you're wrong. That was a great episode. But second off, and, I, and then we'll go We'll go to break. Uh, why are you getting a tongue piercing? I had it done before, but I just left the hole. You got to get back in the mic. Oh, I had it done before. I just let the holes close, close up. Because I got, uh, I had got picked. At, in a theater production, mm-hmm. and which I, I was in 
uh, of mice and men, baby, and I got the part crooks. Were you Lenny? Oh, okay. No, I'm not, I got, that's why I told him too. When he told me this shit. I was like, were you Lenny? Yep. <laughs> it was at COD, actually, the Buffalo Theater, and um, it was like, yeah, you got to take that out. I was like, damn, I just got this. So I took it out. And See, the production ran for like seven weeks and it closed back up. Like, ah. If I was a part of his life, then I would have been the good friend being like, no, don't do that. Don't yeah. put that shit through your tongue. Wait, my <laughs> person is this, do it again. why do you, like, what is the purpose? Because I'm not going to let it go to waste. No, I'm not going to get a tattoo. That's crazy. No. She's asking you, are you planning on eating a whole bunch of pussy? Yeah, I mean, that's future? what I'm really trying oh, to like get to. Like a whole mess to. of it? Nah, when you see somebody with a tongue ring, that's the last thing I think of. Why? That's really? the first thing I think of. That's the first thing everybody thinks of. It's like, oh, they, they They're eat trying to So hold on, yeah. what do you think, if you were to walk around in public with a tongue ring in, what do you think other people think about you? Because I can tell you what they think about They think, they think that <laughs> dude eats a lot of pussy. That dude's going to eat some pussy or yeah. he's trying to eat some pussy. Yes. Nice. That's what tongue rings are for. Respectable man. No. That's what do you think of a woman when you see she has a tongue pierced? She did the best head of her life. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But Okay. 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 Yeah, Rashad, what the fuck? Hey man, you do what you want to do. I'm I'm envious of people like who just live the way they want to and all that and just like gay people do it a lot all the different colors of hair and stuff I just (laughs) (laughs) you don't not you obviously so no but what I want to say is we're not saying don't do it we're saying know what people are gonna think yeah when you do that yeah that's what people are gonna think so you better get your uh, pussy eating game on point you can't be a poser with a tongue ring. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. Or tongue, I, I, tongue I'm, piercing. I'm told, take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> you have a girlfriend right now. No, I have a situation right now. Baby's mama. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't think that's going to last. All right. We can cut that part out. <laughs> we can cut that part out. We've right. broken up relationships on this uh, podcast. Plenty of times. So. You're breaking up a whole family now. I know. I voted against well, that shit. You Fuck. already <laughs> Yeah, like that, oh my god. You should have known to make all my words <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to the Happy Corner. It's KB Marin and Amy Blaze and Paul Motherfucking Barber. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. You're enjoying you're having you're having a good time? Oh yeah. This is great. This is uh one of the best basement podcasts I've ever been on. So you've been on a lot of basement No, this is my first one. Oh, okay. This right. is the best one by far, though. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Highly if we, recommend it. If we were bad, that would be embarrassing. No, this is pretty good. I'm, I'm really Is the basement really clean enough for you? Or? This is cool. This is cool gear. This is cool setup. I like everything you got going here. Thank you very much. So, um... So you chose the next segment, and the next segment is going to be blah blah about the haha. Okay. And so this one is just uh, comedy shop talk, talking yeah. about the scene, how you got into it, your influences, right how you write, all that type of stuff. So how'd you get into comedy, and like how long have you been doing it? Uh, in I was working for the Illinois State Archaeological Survey in Champaign. Oh, that's me. Do you want vodka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I set my own self up. Fuck, dude, I wasn't expecting it to start there. I didn't either. I did not either. I said, I was like, something about archaeology or archaeological. 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 Who has an English degree? Not I. It's actually surprising there's no English degrees in this basement right now. Nope, not Rashad. <laughs> I feel like there'd be a lot of English degrees among comedians. Yeah. Is that, is that a bad... <laughs> Cameron agrees with me. I was uh, a philosophy and history major. That's pretty close. That's pretty damn close. That's pretty close. I bet you started in English. Right? Oh, I, I, was, I excelled in English. Yeah. One of my favorite subjects. Yeah. I love English. Yeah. 
but I didn't I didn't go to I didn't go to college. But I got into uh, comedy. I was in I was in Champagne working for ISAS and uh, who is this? Yeah, that's what we did. That was a joke when we worked there. Um, this is brought ISAS. to you by Van Gogh Vodka. <laughs> Thanks, Talbot. And uh, my my boss didn't really like me very much. He was a Nickelback fan, and I think I made fun of Nickelback what is in front it? of him. I don't know. We're on a Nickelback theme right now. Tibby, is everything good over there yeah, with the good. Bears? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're fine. We're good. We're in overtime. We're fine. But uh, he didn't like me very much. And I think that was part of the reason he put me on like lab duty. So I ended up just sitting in the lab doing data entry on artifacts and maps and all that. And I uh, started listening to podcasts, listened to like uh, Mark Marin, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just occurred to me like, I've always kind of liked comedy. I've always kind of thought like i always come up with jokes and stuff and it just occurred to me like i I might want to try that and so a couple weeks later i went down to cu comedy's show um didn't get on that one i didn't didn't understand the difference between a showcase and an open mic so when i showed up and i wasn't able to sign up i just ended up watching that show and i went and did the blind pig a couple days later and that was a that was a lot of fun had a good first set and everything so went pretty well that's where no like what what influenced like who are, who do you like to listen to, watch? Who influences your style? Uh, my favorite comedian right now is probably Stuart Lee. I like a lot of uh, repetitive stuff, and he has that kind of that kind of method to his comedy. If you've ever heard of Stuart Lee, he's an English comedian. He um, he has a show on Netflix called Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle. It's pretty solid. It's basically he takes like a couple one-hour sets and divvies them up into like episode length, like themed stuff mm-hmm. and they're pretty good yeah and he's a really good comedian he's kind of an, an older guy he's been doing it for a long time he's really interesting to watch he's very he gets very meta he gets very like it's not standard comedy yeah it's also not like crazy alt stuff either but it's like very it's like kind of old school comedy really kind of old school like um european style like soapboxing sort of stuff but it's really funny <laughs> it's really good stuff yeah, because you always take on like different and interesting premises and perspectives when you telling your jokes. That's the reason why I wanted to know like who is there you? a joke in particular you're thinking of? Um, I don't. It's a lot of them. I just feel like it comes from a different. Yeah. There's always this interesting like left turn in it. So I was like curious, like. Who were your influences? Or yeah. did those their styles like? I'm not sure. It? I'm not sure if uh, I get a whole lot from those people. I definitely get like um, more of the the um, presentation of it, the performance of it from like comedians I watch. But like my own comedy, I don't know if I like skew towards one comedian or another. It seems more like just what I've always done with my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, there are comedians that, like, inspired me or I'm, like, huge fans of, but my style is nothing like them. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. You know, like, like, Amy, like, who who were some of your influences, but you're, like, my style is not, like... Um, I don't want to say his name. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy? Yes. <laughs> you got the vodka ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Growing up, my favorite comedian was Louis C.K. Always, Hell and yeah. I like I can't deny. Not that. anymore though, or are just... we gonna let I him come back? Um, are people gonna let him come yeah, back? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Should they let him come back? Yeah. <sighs> Depends. I guess. So see what he did. It's it's wrong and it's terrible and all that. But like, at the same time, I feel like it's on the level of a lot of people can just kind of relate. Like, yeah, I've done some fucking creepy, weird shit. But, like, at the same time, like, his is, his is definitely pretty egregious. But, like, at the same time, it's not like he didn't drug anybody. He didn't, like, physically abuse anybody. I don't know. I just think there's a difference between, like, other people who have their career ruined and, like, UCK. Yeah, but, I mean, that would be, like, minimizing how those women felt about the situation. Yeah. Um... And, like, okay, so, I think it's wrong what he did. I can't believe we're fucking talking about this. Well, it's, it's because wrong. he's, like, trying to do stand-up again. Yeah. Well, it's wrong what he did. I think something that disturbs me more than that, even, is just using your power to take advantage of a situation like that. Like, and, and um, since he's acknowledged that, 
I think that certain people will be okay with him coming back. I think that there's there's uh, a lot to be said on his part for when it happened. He didn't just shell up and like deny it. He actually kind of uh, addressed it to a degree. But he did shell up for like years. Like that wasn't the first time he was called out. No, it. yeah, he's been isolated. It's oh, like I'm not, I'm not educated enough then, I guess, to speak too much well, on it. No, you know, before all that came out, it's it's been brought up on the Happy Corner, like probably first season of KB telling me like there's been some really shitty things said about him and stuff that he does. So it's not like a new thing. It's just this particular time people finally listen. So even all that considered, I have to say that like. I'm like the Hannibal Burris of the podcast. Well, I've been <laughs> telling y'all motherfuckers about Louis C.K., but y'all didn't want to end. Even, even Go back and listen to the tapes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Timmy, I need you to pull that up on YouTube. <laughs> Tim's pouting right now. I think the Bears are losing. Um, no, both Miami and Chicago are shitting the bed right now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I think that... Uh, I would say I would say there's a lot of shitty people who've made really good things. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah. It's like I'd say Picasso, if he were alive today, he'd be getting some shit. Gandhi would obviously be getting some shit. There's a lot of good Mother like, Teresa. people who made really yeah, Mother Teresa. There's a lot of people who made really positive impacts in the world, and I think comedy also does that. I think what com- what Louis C.K.'s comedy does for the public is good. It's good for the public. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is good for society because uh, he's been a shitty person. I yeah. I cannot deny his influence. Yeah. On me, and how he was my favorite comic like growing up, and I can't deny any of it. I have not gone back and listened to anything since that all came out mm-hmm. because I think that it would be really weird. Like I'm a I'm a I'm just the type of person that just wants to hold on to the memory of things like and then after it's shitty like I don't wanna go back to it. I just want that's how I wanna remember it. Mm. You know yeah, I can I mean? feel you. I watched so much Cosby when I was a little kid. Yeah. So did I. I loved <laughs> and the I'm Cosby not, show. I'll not stop watching Cosby because honestly, like that means you're not watching Malcolm X. That means you're not watching yeah. a different world. That means you're not watching the Cosby show. Which, for me, growing up, that was my shit, dude. Like, I didn't even understand college until I saw A Different World. Because none of my family went to one fucking college. So, like, seeing that shit, I was like, oh, okay, that's where you're supposed to go after this shit is done. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, on certain shit, like, I'm just like, I'm looking at the art. Is it like, you know, I have to look at the art. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he bogus as fuck and fucked up? Yeah. Yeah. The art aside, would the, like, writers, directors, other actors did with the shit that he was a part of, they're outstanding. You can't tell me Felicia Rashad is not one of the greatest actresses on TV ever. Yeah. The, like how dynamic she is. Was she the mother? Yeah. 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 She was good. You know what I'm saying? And I feel beautiful. Bad. I didn't know her name. Yeah. She's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucked up that he tarnished shit for them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So that's the reason why I still support the art because I think about the other yeah artists I that mean, were along like, with it who were really. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Roseanne. It's, like, just because one person on the cast is a did, fucking mess Did anybody up. see that Joe Rogan interview? No, I haven't watched it yet. I got it downloaded, though. Joe Rogan annoys me so much. So. <laughs> I know you said that was one of the uh, ones yeah. that you started. I'm not going to defend him. <laughs> no. I'm the same way. Like, I like Joe Rogan, but I'm like, oh, he is fucking irritating yeah. He's good at what he does. Like, yeah. I'll give him that. And, like, you know, Kanye, really fucking good at what he does. He's a fucking genius. Like... Cause, Some a cause lot of geniuses have people fuck, make good stuff sometimes. Like there's there's very few geniuses and like people who like actually make like earth shattering kind of art or like things happen that aren't just like fucking weirdos. Shout out to oh, Banksy yeah. for shredding the shit out oh of his fucking that was artwork. Funny as fuck. That was so funny. Oh yeah, like that, awesome. that shit is absolutely stellar. And those fucking arrogant douchebags are like well it's worth more now that he destroyed it I'm like really are you gonna try to save face with this bullshit it's the first time that art has ever self-destructed the first time ever 
yeah. that we know of that are self destructive. How did that work? It just it's just in the frame process of uh, the purposeful deterioration materials. Like there have been artists who purposely have used materials like that planned deteriorate. Yeah, the planned obsolescence yeah. of the art to allow the art to exist over time and purposefully deteriorate like that's the part of the the prolonged experience and performance of the art itself okay so what banksy did was speed up the process of going look at how worthless the art inherently is it's the idea behind the art that makes the point and these people are going yes yeah, we exist yeah it's, a, it's definitely space. a jab at people who even buy that stuff in the first place yeah, yeah. like he yeah. does not like the kind of people who buy his art those people i mean if it's if it's like that, like Banksy art isn't something that should be put in someone's home. You well, know? he purposely comes and destroys stuff when they try to get it from mm-hmm. like the street. Yeah, like it'll dissolve or fuck up, and like he'll just go like they'll be there, and then people will come to try and extract it, and he just comes and destroys it. Is, or is will paint over it? Is there a comedy Banksy? Comedy in, Banksy in what aspect. Like, is there like a comedy Banksy? Like, is there somebody who is doing comedy? I would say Chappelle is close to that. Just with him leaving his show, like, there's that kind of like screw the, screw everybody yeah, who's involved. Yeah, but Chappelle in, this. in his art itself wasn't the self-aware level that Banksy was. Chappelle is a very self-aware artist as a comedian. Yeah. But like in terms of purposely destroying the art form and subverting it. I would say Eric Andre is one of the most subversive I would agree with that. performance artists yeah. as a comedian and comedian just fucking doing stupid shit. Yeah, I would like agree with that. The pain of Kaufman is creating an experience around the performance and what they what he makes, but also is very accessible. Yeah, I mean, there's a very like class thing about Banksy, like why it says like there's almost like this uh, weird klepto thing rich people do with art. It's like, I own this. I'm going to put it... Like, there's definitely a lot of, like, art that's all of our cultural heritage as, as, a, as, a, as either a nation or as a, as a race of humans. Like, that's just held up in someone's living room and only gets to see, be seen by guests and stuff like that. Like, that's for all of us. Like, yeah. That, that was one of the big problems the art community had with um, Keith Haring is because he would purposely make so much art. Like, he would go and do street festivals in New York and just start doing art on people's shirts and signing at Keith Haring and like you own a Keith Haring original and they're like this is destroying the value of yeah. your art on yeah, the market this money that goes to like you that. and he's like art is for the people Yeah, like the selling of my pieces does not matter when art needs to be there for the community to bring us together and entertain us and invigorate us I think the art community has like a vested interest in doing what they're doing you know like oh, yeah. the way they do things is to keep them making as much money as they are now art and historically like, has been patronized by the rich mm-hmm. like the greatest artists of like the medieval and, and renaissance times were patrons of like the church and of high class families like they would pay them to do these things and then the artists would use that to make the things they wanted see that's culturally different from like african tradition yeah like it's the invert yeah of that like the art artist is like the lower level that creates something and everybody is already experienced it and then the higher people experience it. Yeah. It, whereas with like that culture is like the inversion of that. Like whereas like the higher end people like this the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it trickles down. Whereas like I feel like if you look at a lot of like uh like stuff with African art and shit like that, it trickles up. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why I took it there. No, though. I mean, I think that I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in like um, African cultures, just about like how society works. I only say that because like, he's an archaeologist, you guys. Yeah, I'm but, gonna say that word right eventually one time. Archaeology. Yeah. Archaeology. Yeah. Why am I struggling with this? I don't know. I don't know. Was it the Van Gogh shot? <laughs> yeah, it's from the Van Gogh. It it's Van Gogh. a disclaimer on the bottle. Brought to you by Van Gogh. That you won't be able to say the word archaeology once you drink. That's it. a really cool thing, though, dude. Yeah. Like, do you go on digs and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I have a degree in anthropology. They don't give degrees in archaeology. They oh. give degrees in anthropology, and I have a That's minor in Native American studies. Nice. So, um, like when I got out of college, I worked for the Illinois Archaeological Survey. And then from there I went to, uh, 
AECOM, which is a engineering company that does cultural surveys for engineering projects. So basically, the majority of my work has been somebody decides they're going to put in a road or a building, and then they'll send me and a crew with our company out to determine whether or not we would be disturbing anything of cultural you know, value for that project. So wow. when I worked out in California, I was working for the Navy. And if they decided they wanted to bomb a new place or put a road through it or whatever, we'd have to go and make sure that they weren't destroying, you know, potentially a 13,000 or more year old site. Damn. Which we found stuff out there that's nine to, well, nine plus thousand years old. So we don't want them bombing that. In that wow. same valley, they had, uh, they had mammoth butcher sites. We found occasionally you find uh, like vertebra and stuff like that from like a some paleolithic like megafauna some pleistocene megafauna like big ass camels and shit like that damn it's pretty cool that is so cool i got to see like a mammoth like i don't know if it's a femur i imagine it was just how big it was but like the end of some mammoth long bone sticking out of the ground it was all fossilized and stuff is so cool and like the reason it's still there is because it was just it was fine where it was you know part of our job is if we find something there that's really important then it, we incentivize, or we at least let the state know, and they try and incentivize the developer, whoever's doing what there, to do it a little bit further to the left or right. Just avoid this. And wow. in the worst case, we have to dig it up. And that's cool, too. But once we dig it up and move it, we lose the um, the potential from gaining even more data on it if we were to wait longer. You know, it's safer wow. in the ground Yeah. in a lot of cases. Wow. That's interesting shit. Yeah. You sitting next to Indiana Jones, y'all. I don't know if y'all know that. <laughs> yeah. Joliet Jenkins is here with us. And we just <laughs> Joliet Jenkins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I find some cool stuff doing archaeology. People ask me all the time what the cool thing, what the coolest thing I found is. Yeah. When I was working for ISAS, it would have been like bowls. And, like, we found porn and, like, all sorts of stuff just walking along the road. Because we do surveys along roads. They yeah. were planning on improving. It's like, yeah, we find, like, paraphernalia that was thrown out windows. And Those like, are the coolest things that you found. Oh, yeah. It was always so cool. Like, we find some big-ass fucking bubblers and, like, bongs and shit. Someone <laughs> just pitched out the window because they were getting pulled over. Right. Yeah. Found Elvis' greatest hits one time. The vinyl. Wow. Yeah. Someone was mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You throw also, that out. How do you? What are you doing with Elvis's greatest hits in your car? In the car, like, do you have On a record vinyl? player? Yeah. Like, are you just pitching? No, someone out was, the window? It was some old bum moving. Like, he just got divorced at like sixty-three. The record yeah. keeps but. skipping in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Illinois roads. Oh God. Yeah. That's funny. I had a girl in my crew with that. I threw it to a buddy, and the wind took it and smacked her right in the face. <laughs> Damn. I felt so bad. Paul, all his shit in ruthlessly. Like, right, right. <laughs> I throw shit at women. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like, oh, that's jovial. Then I shot a motherfucker. Like, it's going down. It's a good thing you don't have a Facebook. People are going to fucking find you and send you like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Oh, man, now I feel self-conscious. Am I really that bad? No, you're not bad. Okay. I mean, you're bad, but... Ooh, you bad. Ooh, you bad. You want to, uh... Pick a number. Pick another number. Let's go with seven. You're going to go seven? Lucky number seven. What's it going to be? This is weird hearing my own voice. Boom. Middle there it is. Meet in the middle. Yep. There it is, Paul. Your Me favorite. in the middle of some yeah. of it. I have to do this every weekend when I see my grandparents. Uh, <laughs> right, no, I want to know what you and your grandparents talk about. What do you and your grandparents talk about? Well, usually it starts with my grandparents spouting off some fucking crazy Trump shit. And then me having to walk them back to reality of what this all means for everybody instead of just what they think it means in their head about white people and black hey, people in other uh, countries. That was... What? Grandparents. Yep. Who says it? Both? Yeah. Is it me? It's us two. All of us. Alright. Grandparents. Which incidentally was also one of your best friend Rashad's uh, words. He said that in like three seconds too. What? When Rashad had that. It was like the first three words he said. Oh, I could come up with a good list of words for Rashad. Oh, we came up with a great lesson for that one podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 
grandparents. Yeah, so... So um, how does that work out for you? Does it ever... Well, to be fair, my grandpa's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty... He's got dementia and stuff, so like he's pretty doing his own thing most mm-hmm. of the time. But my grandma likes to talk about pretty much everything that Fox News says is, right. is what's going to come out of her mouth. And uh, it's weird debating stuff with people when what they're saying is just so out there mm-hmm. like i just i have friends who are conservative and like we actually have discussions like we'll talk about mm-hmm. things reasonably you know and all that but like my grandparents man like some of the stuff my grandma says it just doesn't it doesn't exist in this world yeah you know? yeah and uh my like friends she- uh my friend her husband is greek she's african she voted for hillary clinton he voted for Donald Trump. And I was like, how is that? She's like, no, I saw the brainwashing happen. Oh, yeah. Like, she was like, I saw it. She was like, the amount of time that people have listening to shit in between their car, their phone, their TV, how much they, like, shit that they consume. She's like, I saw the gradual brainwashing of people getting to that thinking place. Yeah. Like, she's like, if you listen to shit enough, you going to think like that. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've had to tell my brother recently, it's like, he'll watch a video and I'll catch him watching it. I'm like, hey, you know, like, I know you don't agree with this guy. He's like, yeah, he's pretty crazy. I'm like, but the more you allow yourself to be bombarded by that kind of stuff, the more it's going to seem natural to you. Like, the brainwashing is real. Like, yeah, you, you can't allow, like, shit like that in your life constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you can laugh at it here and there, but, like, if you allow it to be on every time you're eating dinner, or you allow it to be on every time you're visiting your grandparents, it's going to it's gonna affect you. And you're going to turn into someone you don't want to turn into. Yeah, there's a lot of different... And it goes with a lot of different shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're listening to shit about kill 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 like if you listen to like a uh a little thugged out motherfuckers playlist and then you wonder why they're doing what they're doing well their playlist is a fucking soundtrack to what they're doing yeah you know what i'm saying like and we don't think that that shit's not subliminal but that shit goes deep it goes way deeper than People might want to give it credit for because they don't want to feel like they're being programmed. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what part is of happening. Like how we adapt, yeah. like socially. Like if you are in a situation where people are constantly spouting off racist, fascist bullshit, like you have an interest in your body to survive, to succeed, to to do well, to blend in and to like fit in and to work within like what's going on. So like. I mean, it, where I live now, to be the most successful, I couldn't be what I am now. I couldn't be um, as liberal as, as cons- you know, as, um, I don't know, I'll say communist, but, like, I couldn't be the way I am now because people just straight up don't respect you as much when mm-hmm. you're in their turf and you're spouting off or you're disagreeing with them entirely. Like, they just don't respect you as much. They don't think much of you. And, like, I think that I, I feel bad for people who grow up in a situation like that, who are smarter than that, because if they can't get out of it, they don't have a choice on what they're going to end up being, you know? Yeah. And I, I try and tell my brother all the time, he didn't go to school. You know, he never left hometown. And he's pretty smart, you know? But at the same time, it's like he'll defend Round or he'll defend Trump, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know enough about mm. honor, but I know biscuits and suits. Biscuits yep. and suits. Yeah. Undercooked biscuits and fucking suits. Is that a name for Trump? That's a name for any of these whack ass old ass white politicians. All right. Uh, so we're gonna. Um, I think we're gonna go ahead and kind of begin wrapping up, um, just simply because we're about to hit to uh, open like it. In Lockport, in Illinois. Lockport, Illinois. Oh yeah, free show. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, that's uh, every Sunday except for the last Sunday. The last Sunday. So, uh, since we already know that Cowboy Bebop is your favorite uh, jingle, and we know what makes you happy, uh, what is you're always big on podcasts? What is a podcast, TV show, or something that we should be checking um, out? I would highly recommend. It depends on what you're into. I like a lot of history podcasts. I'm a really big fan of uh, History on Fire, 
hardcore history uh my most favorite is probably pirate history podcast that I've heard is of that. great yep. it's real good even if you're not particularly into pirates mm-hmm. it's good stuff done really well really well uh really well curated by the the artist that does it it's got a cool pirate song the intro and outro and all that it's really done well all right and paul where can people find you find me at uh instagram p baby barber p spelled like uh the vegetable (laughs) p-e-a b-a-b-y the legume am i wrong saying vegetable it's the bean in a pod p baby Mm -hmm. barber all one word why uh, oh, that was a nickname. A buddy of mine calls me P Baby. Started as Park Ranger Paul. Went to Park Paul Washington. <laughs> His most recent iteration is P Baby. P Baby. What's his ethnicity? He's uh, Latino. Yeah. But not really. <laughs> so <laughs> we like our nicknames. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we do. Like I got thirty of them. So right. yeah. This buddy of mine, I uh, recently called him out. I'm like, you know, you always say you're Mexican, but like. You're wider than I am. He's like, yeah, it's all Spanish Mexican. He's like, I guess he's like upper class Mexico Mexican. Yeah, he's got more European. Yeah. Blood. So they can follow you at follow, follow you at P Baby Barber. P Baby Barber. P Baby Barber. That's a tempest. I follow you, P Baby yeah. Barber. Yeah. If you can't find me, look for Miss Amy Blaze's Instagram and look for her followers. Yeah. Yep. yep. P Baby Barber. Make sure you like, subscribe, listen, share. They have mm-hmm. you on a podcast. Check Do out P Marion Comedy, Miss Amy Blaze. Yes. And we are out this motherfucker. No caping, bitches. No, no caping. caping. <laughs> Thanks Hashtag for joining no us, Paul. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Be corner.